I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. That's uh, Money by uh, The Drums. I love it. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean, but I'm also, get this, with Steve Williams. Good morning. Hi, Steve. I don't know if you remember Steve. Steve's very much a friend of the show. (laughs) A former host of the show, I believe. Mm. One time form. In fact, I hosted the show the same week you went on to win your Sony Awards. Is that right? That is true. That is true. I was here. I was in that seat, Frank. The did seat which think, currently has no armrest on it. Yeah. Did you feel that you were a little part of it? when we got the Sony Award? Did you feel you'd taken some responsibility for that? There was a little bit of me felt. You was know. it like when Graham Norton sat in for Jack Doherty two weeks on um, <laughs> on Channel Five, and then uh, he got the uh, he got the Best Chat Show Award? Was that fair? That's the very first statement to make. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt. Yeah. Thank God there's some justice in the world and that Jack Doherty went on to... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had two pages stuck together. There's (laughs) no justice in the world at all. If you want to text us about the the whole Jack Doherty, Graham Norton... um, (laughs) Debark. Debark. You can text us on 8.12.15. Maybe Jack Doherty will text us. He's probably... uh, He'll be up now, will he? Yeah, shift starts at seven. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh now, but it could be us before we know where we are. How lovely for you all to tune in and listen to us on this fabulous Saturday morning. The sun is breaking through the clouds here in Golden Square, and I feel happy, I feel happy. Mm-mm. It's all right, isn't it? I'll tell you what I'm particularly happy about. That yeah. Regular listeners to this show will know that in the, in the background laughter, and there's been, a, there's been a few laughers here over the years, <laughs> there used to be, on a regular basis, the beloved Daisy, who was uh, our uh, assistant producer. Yeah. And Daisy hasn't been around for a few weeks, and regular listeners have been thinking, hey, what happened to that Daisy girl? <laughs> Some sort of trouble backstage we don't know about? An, an incident, maybe? <laughs> yeah, well, there, there, was, been, any there was an incident this week when... Um, Daisy gave birth to a baby boy, so we were all very excited yeah. about that. She knew about that. it in advance. Well, no, most you... pregnant women do. <laughs> no, you made it sound like it suddenly happened, like what one of those ones what? where those no. girls think I've got a tummy ache and then she they think have she a baby. Just, she was just operating the lathe and suddenly, <laughs> what on, whoa! <laughs> God, what's that one on it? It's moving! <laughs> yeah. Ezra, so I love that name. No, the baby's called, uh, the name I got was Gandalf Clifford was the names that they went for. Gandalf after the character in the children's novel. Mm. And Clifford after um, Max Clifford, the PR (laughs) guru. (laughs) Who's been a great help during the current uh, hacking scandal. All sorts of advice Mm. and insight he's offered. No, they've gone for Ezra, which is the same as uh, Gareth's child. No, that's Ethan. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Sorry. I'm just just doing alphabetically in my... uh... (laughs) Okay. anyway, so so congratulations um, to... um, to Daisy and Jermaine. Knight Abrahams is the surname. That's a great name. I like the way Abrams. There's no. It's not Abrahams. It's Abrams. That's There's, no H. They've taken the H A yeah. out. They've, they've dispensed taken, with it. In a way, they've taken the laughter out of it. The ha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember about Abraham in the Bible. He's laughing, isn't he? <laughs> 
Oh, God, one gag after that. One of the few truly funny characters in the Old Testament, mm. as far as one-liners are concerned. There was the ones that did, you know, they had a general comedy ambiance. Noah. Yeah, Noah was, you know, he was funny, but I, I don't like a yarn teller. I like, I like a one-liner type of comic. <laughs> and Abraham, bang, 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 he was, he was right out there. He started Jewish comedy in many ways. But I'm glad the way that the... Um, I don't want to refer to them as working class in a derogatory way, but they're not mm. posh. Daisy and Jermaine, but I like the way now your ordinary people in the street have taken on the hyphen, which used to belong only to the upper classes. The oh, hyphenated surname. Yeah, Ezra Knight Abrahams. Knight so Abrahams, yeah, with a with a with a hyphen. I think it's a good thing. I wonder if there's a bit of a debate about whose name goes first. Is there a tradition? Does it is it the female name first, the male name first, alphabetical order? You know, in Spain, you, you keep the mother's name; it goes after your last name. So whatever your mother's maiden name was, you like my name would be Steve Williams Roderick. If I was in Spain. Oh. Well, think so, yourself lucky then. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because Roderick sounds like, it sounds like a description of you. A bit of a, he's a bit of a Roderick. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Something that might have spun out of all those years of watching uh, Falls and Horses. I was a bit of a Roderick. <laughs> i tell you what, if I keep touching my lower lip, those of you watching on the old webcam... Leave thinking, that alone. Yeah, I've got... I've seen... What am I doing with the spot at my age? Can I just say I'm jealous? I mean, your skin's lovely and youthful. Does it? Mm. I had a whole... I dream of spot. I had four spots. One started on my right cheek, and one was on my right cheek, and then there was one just below it, one on the chin, and then one on the lower... It's like a Ryan's belt (laughs) (laughs) running across my... If I'd seen Professor Brian Cox at a party, (laughs) I reckon he would have given me the glad eye (laughs) across the... uh... Do young people still give the glad eye? <laughs> Are you familiar with the glad eye, Steve? You're looking at me a bit. I've seen it in Second World War movies. Yeah, it's when, you know, when you get that look, which means <laughs> you and I could perhaps be a unit forever. <laughs> promenade down the yeah. pier together. I'd like to see his glad eye. I bet it's a, I bet it's a twinkly one. Because all things that twinkle tend to draw in Professor Brian Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Um, is it... Um, is everything all right? I don't know everything. Is, I just felt there was activity. I had a bit of a uh, a bit of an incident this week. Well, I've had a few incidents. I love it when you have an incident. This was um, it was big time. It was uh, showbiz themed, mm. and um, it involved me. Um, I'll just give you a teaser before we go into some music. It involved me doing an impromptu gig, right, stand up gig, in front of seven thousand people. Mm. For which I was paid with a cheese and onion pie. Well, that's the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> Get into that later. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Enough bongo. Oh, dear. <laughs> what is it with Bono? He's always trying to say, oh, me, I'm a man of the world. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a citizen of the whole planet. Mm. Yeah, but you don't hear enough bongo play out in music these days. It's well, I'm sick of it. Reviving the art form. Anyway, that was uh, you too with uh, mysterious ways. Hmm. So um, yeah, so was it a gig? <laughs> I sounded like a really disapproving old man. And you went, hmm. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I was disapproving. It didn't. It's all. the kind of thing that should be prefaced by "get your hair cut." It's that kind of <laughs> get your hair cut. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I um. So, are you familiar with the laughs in the park? I don't mean in your private life, Steve. I mean <laughs> at the gig. <laughs> yes, I am. It's uh, it's a big festival, isn't it? That uh, what well, is last weekend I mean, they it? call it a festival. To me, I, I mean, I went down there. It's uh, it's not really a festival. It's the same show three consecutive nights. 
So you wouldn't go and camp there and watch it over and over. It's brilliant. But I, I felt I was slightly playing at festival. You know, I drove yeah. down, I parked, I watched the show, I hung out, I drove home. It's not really a festival, is it? How, no. So you went down there for one day? Yeah, everyone goes for one day. It's the same show over and over. Oh, right, yeah, sorry, sorry. Assuming. It's brilliant. Anyway, it's Eddie Izzard and, and uh, Ross Noble. Ross Noble. Uh, hold on a minute, Ross Noble. And uh, Ross Noble. Fred of the show. Yeah. Tommy T. And it's great. Anyway, I was there, and uh, Eddie Izzard was about to go on. And he said to me, what about you doing five minutes before I... And I said, I don't, I don't have any material. What are you talking about? And he said, no, come on, come and do... Uh, oh, come, come on, do five. Uh, there's like a, a cat in a... In a sort of a horse costume. And I said, uh, I said, you're right. And he said, oh, sorry, that happens to me now and again. And, and he said, come under five minutes. And I said, no, I, what? And, you know, I've, I haven't done any stand-up for two years. Steve. Frank, did just, you do yeah. it a bit like when they say on the Des O'Connor show, can we do a singing number now? Well, and I pretend <laughs> they haven't rehearsed. Like, I couldn't I d- possibly I sing. I didn't. It would have been lovely if that had exactly. been that. Oh, really, I should always have five minutes up my sleeve. <laughs> we all should. Everyone should in life. Oh, goodness, yes. Yeah. You know, what about if there was um, some sort of road accident? You had to calm people down. Oh, you stand up like... would be the way to do that. Yeah, right? I think so. I, I think not enough firemen You stand up in emergency no. situations. No, it's a pity, because they, they've only got to go up a couple of rungs. They've got a makeshift stage. Nice. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. I said, my way of getting out of it was to say, well, I'll just go and get myself a pie, actually. So, I, you know, I'm starving. I couldn't possibly. And... Um, and this man, uh, Peter Bennett-Jones, who's uh, just won a BAFTA for services to comedy, said, I'll get you a pie if you go into five minutes in front of the 7,000 people that are standing out there with no material whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, all right then. So on I went. So, so hang on, hang on, hang on. Just, so one minute you had when you're not doing it. Yes. This guy who's about to win a BAFTA says to you, I'll get you a pie. And you're like, do you know what? I'll have a crack at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the pie. <laughs> We've all done that, haven't we? The pies come out and you thought, well... I can't imagine that being an incentive for Frank. Yeah, apparently (laughs) Neil Neil Armstrong was in that lunar (laughs) module and he said, I'm going nowhere. (laughs) And Boz Aldrin, just in that... of the the door opening on the microwave. And he said, what about if I put in this baby for two minutes and then it's all yours? Neil was out there like a... like a horse leaving a... Loud scenario. <laughs> he was out there. Anyway, so I went on stage and did five minutes with no material, basically. Um, in fact, Can't, um, Frank, did your manager know about this and no, what were his views on it? No, he, that you he, were being paid against us. No, um, <laughs> he wanted he wanted ten percent. But um, oh, just just a little bit of a rundown here. Little material, but bags of nerve. The Evening Standard. <laughs> <laughs> Flashes of form. The Independent. So you know. <laughs> It happened. Baked crust. But when I came off stage, I walked down the stairs at the end of it, and um, there, there he stood, um, Peter, with 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 the pie. Oh. And there was something very right about it, because <laughs> you know, now you go and do a TV show or something. They say, "Are oh, you being paid?" Blah blah. You never see it. it goes into your bank account, whatever. It's no sense of earning. You advocating some kind of barter economy with yes. baked goods? I want to go pre-industrial. I think we should be paid in food on a regular basis. <laughs> I just walked down stage and there was my pie. Five minutes material, my pie. There's something brilliant about it. I find something odd about it. You're one of the, you, oh, you're you my find f- it odd, dear. You're one of those people <laughs> who find transvesticism odd. Am I right? No. Oh, okay. You're one of my favourite comedians, and you're acting like a pigeon. What's <laughs> 
pigeons eat pies. Yeah, that that was a that. sentence of two halves, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Started so brilliantly and then it, be- it became pigeonist <laughs> at the end. All I can say to that is... I think it's the thin end of the wedge, this. I think what's going to happen is this is how you're going to be paid. This is your currency from now on. Yeah, You'll be yeah. paid in food now. Well, I'd be, I'd be happy for that, absolute. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen that pa- Van Gogh's painting of the potato eaters? And oh, one of my favourites. Peasantry eating potatoes that you know they've picked themselves. They are eating the fruits of their labours. That was me with that part in my comedy part. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was, oh man, I just, it felt so right. And I think it was Paul Simon who said, I can't get used to something so right. Wing, I think, was they, they cut that bit in the end. Oh. But he was talking about um, his, the political views of Art Garfunkel. <laughs> That's this morning's uh, texting. The political views of Art Garfunkel discuss right on both sides of the paper. Have we had any texts at all yet on 8, 12, 15? Yeah, um, we've had uh, someone texting in... <laughs> saying, what on saying earth that- are you talking about? <laughs> so, we've had an up the baggies. We always get an up the baggies. Oh, yeah. Always getting up the baggies. But we've had someone um, suggesting that Alan... I'm sorry to talk about Alan when you're here, Steve. But I he love does, Alan. He does the show. Because um, he's not here this week. He's away with his family, isn't When he? you say Alan, do you mean... Uh- yeah, the cockerel. Yeah, okay. Someone's <laughs> suggesting Alan is a lookalike for Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Well, what I really like is radio lookalike yeah. <laughs> of people who aren't even here. You asked if we'd had any text. That's what yeah, we had. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean that one right wedged in the bottom plank of the barrel. <laughs> That's it. Also a te- That's all you got. We've also got a text asking, saying, I can't see Emily on the webcam, and it's come from yeah, don't someone we, don't in. Don't read that. We'll get a lot of those ones. It's come from someone in Poland. Yes. Really? Yes, some kind of Polish Emily Fankler. She's got a massive fan base in Poland. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm doing that gig. I'm thinking now. I might. I, I missed out. I should have done. Uh, show me the. Show me the funny. I could have. I could have been big on there. You could have mm. won it in pies. Have you seen it? Well, I wonder what. The, I, I, I haven't seen it. Is it any good? Well, there's that woman Kate Copstick who's very. I've never seen her before. I don't want to be really familiar with it. She's very nasty. She's the one with the glasses and the glasses hair, and like yeah. a white streak in the hair. Quite eighties looking. She was God. like Jerry Sadowitz. She looks like. Well, let's put it this way: she's nastier to those comics than she was to those Dalmatians. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. You can text us on eight twelve fifteen. We've we've actually had a text, Frank. I love this. We've actually had a text. Yeah. <laughs> let, let us all gather around it. <laughs> we've had a text, and it's brilliant. It's from a uh, last three digits, 387. I don't know. Perhaps the name would be nice. But uh, they've texted in, what pie was it? Ah. Isn't that brilliant? It was, It was. I thought I said this, it was cheese, cheese and onion pie. No, you didn't. Not you my favourite. I mean, I, you know, I like Even something meat-based. Even with my inexperienced pie palette, that is not my favourite either, Frank. It's got to be a chicken or steak in there. Yeah, surely Fair if you're going on stage, it would be for me, right? I, I, do you think? Is oh, that yeah. a, is that a, Don't you? ask me. There's more protein. Visceral <laughs> approach to stand-up comedy. <laughs> do you have a set? What do you have a set thing that you would wear on stage? A pie. You'd actually wear a pie. <laughs> That'd be great. Now, do you have what? What is your stage? Get you a man who puts a suit on, Steve? You're not. No, I? no. I I tend to wear just jeans and a t-shirt. Really. It's, it's whatever you're wearing. You don't have any set. Yeah, no stage what, costume. Do you? It's just that when I went on at this festival, impromptu, I was wearing a green cagoule zipped up to the chin (laughs) 
which I didn't really realise until Ross Noble pointed it out with some with some uh, people at the back. Is that is that Frank Skinner or some day tripper? I know it did. It did look. It looked like someone from Time Team was making an announcement. So yeah, that, I've, I've never performed in a cagoule. Frank normally likes a suit. Well, I'm not. I, you know, I, I I do and I don't. I'm, I'm oh. getting a bit fed off of these comedians in suits. I've worked my whole life writing jokes so I could get a job when I didn't have to wear a suit. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all right, darling. You've got enough hoodies. Exactly. Years. That's what I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm going hoodie. <laughs> Now, Waterproof Frank, hoodie. You had a bit of an unpleasant run-in, I think, this week, didn't you? Oh, God, I think you it's done about my marriage. <laughs> why, why have you brought that up? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, I was, um, I was violated on the, on the streets of London. I oh. was... Um, <laughs> this is an headline which is not going to deliver anything. I find now that when I'm crossing on a, a Pelican crossing, is that I, what I do, whether I'm going to go left or right when I get on that pavement, I go straight ahead. When I get to the pavement, I make my decision whether to go left or right. Mm. But some people, they try to make ground on the actual crossing of the road and they'll, they'll, they'll do a diagonal right across you. Do you know what I mean? So I if they're exactly going to go right, you mean. they go right. So this woman, she started, she went into me sh- shoulders-wise. I was... It was like, I imagine a, a sheep must feel when being separated <laughs> by a sheepdog from the... I was I was pushed t- to one side uh, by her. I ended up going with her the way I didn't want to go. And she oh, really... Fine. She didn't say a word. But she was aggressive. So it you was, didn't cross the road? Well, I got across the road, but I was planning to go left. <laughs> I'd, been, I'd been forced right. <laughs> she'd shown me the outside as they used to say at Arsenal uh, <laughs> training sessions that's what she did she showed me the outside you see there is a lack of boundaries with the pelican that you don't get with a green man everyone knows where they stand with a green man but, um, order. but order a, green, order, a green man is on a pelican crossing no surely. that's a different no, no. kind of crossing oh well I used to know all the crossings off <laughs> no I did I was very good on the, it was my specialist subject because there's a scramble now at Oxford Circus we won't go into that <laughs> But, um, yeah, there's that one of those... Um, I'm sure that's a pelican with the green man. No, that's not, Frank. Pelican, yeah. just so everyone's aware, I know a lot about this, is just the flashing orange light. That's oh. a pelican. What's a zebra, then? Zebra's different. That means the traffic stop. Everyone knows where they stand. Don't switch off yet. <laughs> <laughs> I just, someone reached them for the dial. I had to stop them the last minute. Essentially, there are traffic lights. I, I, I would say... That there is a green man on a pelican. No, person. you're absolutely wrong. Please text in eight twelve fifteen. I'm right. There's well, who's going to text in the sure They don't work on Saturdays. The difference is traffic lights on green man, not on pelican. But what is the be- what's a toucan crossing? Can you tell me that? <laughs> Can you tell me what a toucan no. crossing? Is? No, exactly. A toucan no crossing. There are what? What? <laughs> a toucan crossing is one when people on bikes have a little bit, so they can wheel their bike oh. across at the same time as pedestrians, and it's not. Toucan. It's not like pelican. It's something like pedestrian lit crossing. What? Blah blah blah. It's it's a, a an, ac- an acro- acronym. acronym. But um, but toucan is because toucan cross at the same time. Oh okay. You see, it's a pun. Oh, I just yeah. like that this is one of the worst rows I've ever had with you, and it's about pelican crossing. <laughs> well, okay, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty confident. I think we should put money no, on it now. Thank you. Yeah, to- Are they licensed for gambling? At Absolute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Frank might yeah. get a new copy. I had. I, I have. To, sorry. No, no, it's all right. I, I, 
I've come to put complete faith now in the green man. I used to be one of those smart alecks. You know those smart alecks when you're waiting for the green man and they think, oh no, one can get across here before the green man. I'm over. And they go quick and they sort of look back as if, as, as if to say, look at you lot, just following the herd. But I'm a maverick character. I'll cross when I, when I see that gap. I don't need no green man to tell me. I don't want to be that person. So what restored your faith in the green man? I, it's not so much faith. I think it's, there must have been a moment in Soviet Russia where people thought, let's stop fighting the system. Let's mm. just do what we're told, right? And that's how I am with the green man. I just, I just stand there. There couldn't, honestly, it could be three o'clock in the morning, and there might not be a car in the city. I ain't going till the green man says no. so. I've, I've released myself from any decision-making responsibility. <laughs> No. Yeah. You, you have you have to walk on red when there's when there's no cars around. You have to go across on no, red. No. I pride myself on you waiting would. for the green man because people who go they think they want to say you know well I can judge it myself. What I'm saying is I'm too busy with my other <laughs> thoughts to be looking at traffic. The green man. What do, what do you think I'm paying for? Can I just say, Frank? Never mind that. Something very bad has happened. Oh God! What? Five seven zero. Frank's right. Hi there, you. I knew I was right. Eight oh five. Emily is wrong. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. I'm liking to me. both of those. Do you think we could get those embroidered and framed, <laughs> like with the prisoner, pelican... the prisoner album sleeves that are on the on the walls of Absolute? A pelican has a green man. The flashing orange light is a Belisha. Smart Alex and Croydon. Well, a Belisha, a Belisha, I believe, was... Um, Belisha. I believe he was Minister of Transport during the Second World War, which is why his name would have stuck in uh, Emily's memory. <laughs> <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Hey, Frank, we've had a text here. Frank, you are the crossing king, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Loving it. Yes, we've had quite a few texts. <laughs> I, can I say my favourite is from 715. Sadly, lovely Emily is wrong. You see, mm. that's a nice way of putting it. Yes. I was very adamant about it, you which were is what's so embarrassing. Ad- you were very adamant. That's the trouble. You see, if, you, if you'd had a bit of vagueness to you, people would have been more forgiving. But, oh, no, you knew best. I tried to stop you from making a complete fool of yourself. But <laughs> so many times you have, and it never worked. Uh, Richie515, what is a puffin crossing? I believe a puffin is the one... I can't remember. It's an acronym. Yes, it's, a, it's an acronym. <laughs> it's an acronym, I think. Acronym is when, yeah. Yeah. I think it's the one when the green man is on the near side. It's on your side of the road. So you actually look at the thing right at the side of you. What? If that, the, there was one, I think it's the puffin, that when it first came out, it used to say, it, it used, you know the ones in America where it says cross and don't cross? Yes. Oh, it yeah. used to have Probably. that, I think, instead of the green man. Oh. But it, it could only say cross, and I love this. <laughs> it couldn't say don't cross <clears throat> because it violated the rights of way. Really? Because it was telling you that you couldn't go across a piece oh. of public land. We could I'm, talk about crossings until the cows come home. I love the way that the fire in your eyes about crossings at the moment well, is there's incredible. One, there's like one outside a... Buckingham Palace, <laughs> which is one of those for horses to cross. Oh, a hat. Oh, a horse. <laughs> I love a horse crossing. It's, instead of a green man, you get a green horse. That's not true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I'm not going to go down the that's not true road. That's got no. me in all sorts of hot water this morning. <laughs> in case it's confusing and, and, you know, Princess Anne, for example, says, I'm, looks like you're going to have to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, this is my one. That's not you. Very... Where's, where's the high hair? 
on the Sex and the City premiere. It was really useful. Yeah. Frank, um, I had um, a commuter-based incident myself this week, actually. Okay. I, ca- I came a bit of a Roy Cropper. Oh, no. Um, on public transport, <laughs> I was on the tube... Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm just enjoying you coming a bit of a Roy Cropper. Yeah. <laughs> what, no lips at all? No. Okay. And the hair, there was oh. no body in it. It's totally flat. <laughs> and of course, as they say in uh, Ethiopia, hail is a lassie. Oh, there you go. So, this is to do with armrest conflict, I call it. Okay. And that's when you get on the tube. Frank, you still you keep it real, and I like that about you. You do get public transport, don't you, sometimes? Oh, God, where am I going to pick up my illnesses otherwise? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, do you get the tube? Oh, yes. I'm a man of the people. Mm, yeah, you are, actually. I like that about you. Respect. <laughs> um, so I get on the tube. Now, the armrests are in quite scarce supply on the tube. Do you know, some tube cars, they don't have them at all. Oh dear, well yeah, I but wouldn't... sometimes, you know, they're back in the seat, you have to pull them down. Mm. I've uh. seen people sitting there, obviously, hankering for an arm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, it's just, just there it is, look, because you can't speak to people on the tube, or they think you're uh, a mad axe man, so you have to just leave them to, to yeah, sit there. Yeah, you start shouting, it's behind you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But Frank, when you're sitting, when you found your seat, which, let's face it, is the feeling of elation when you get that seat, there's nothing like it. Mm. Then, I got my seat, to my horror, I would say sort of, Almost Rick, Rick Waller levels were talking on my left. Oh, yeah. So he sort of the hat, the arm is just all over my armrest. Well, you don't sit next to a man like that. You sit amongst him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was a motif on his jacket. Oh no! <laughs> on my left, like a cat on a waterbed. Very yeah. much so. They, I bet they have to be tentative, don't they, with the claws? <laughs> <laughs> They wouldn't be able to allow themselves any purchase at all. <laughs> the man next to me, not quite Rick Waller, more sort of Eamon Holmes. Okay. Plump pinstripe. Okay. He and I entered into the worst elbow battle for the armrest oh. I've ever had in my heart. We were actually, I could feel the joints of the oh, man. God, more like arm wrestling. Yes, it was. I uh, won in the end. Did you? It got really unpleasant, though. How did you win? Um, he got off. And as he got <laughs> oh, that's not really, that's not you. Is that victory? What a victory. It was a Pyrrhic victory. That's not victory. victory, that's geography. <laughs> as he got off, do you know how I know I won? He went, oh. he they? sighed. Mm. Yeah, but I think a man that size just getting up <laughs> will always lead to an expulsion of air from somewhere. It was a silent battle, Frank, though, and that's what I loved about it. Well, this, was this, this woman on the crossing, yeah. nothing was said. Mm. She'd made up her mind she was going to veer to the right, and if I was in her way, God help me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the way people are. Like, I had one on, on a plane where I just, I'd put my hand on the armrest, and the guy next to me, who went through turbulence, he put his hand on top of my hand, because he was, he was like your Rick Waller man, and he was like really sort of afraid of the turbulence. He put his hand on my hand. For comfort. <laughs> because we're going through, t- the train, the plane dropped out Deliberately the sky. for comfort. Yeah, deliberately. And the worst thing was, when it sort of went to the bottom of the turbulence, he put his fingers in between my fingers. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hand rape. That's, it yeah. Was, yeah, but because he was so big, I didn't say anything. No. <laughs> you were right not to say. And was the part of you thinking, well, we might crash, let's see what it's like. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, but that's different. That's fear. I mean, I, I there's something sweet about that. He was looking for comfort. Yeah, oh, it was... It I was don't just... mean the fabric condition, if that's what you're thinking, <laughs> huh? No, well, no, I, um... What I do when I've been in cinemas, I, I just... I don't... I don't... I, I don't wrestle with them. I wait for my moment. Often, yeah. Eventually, 
they'll sort of reach for a popcorn or something. As soon as they vacate it, I'm in. And they come back. It's like a cuckoo in the nest. They come back. There's my elbow. That, that's what it's about. It's, it's not about brute force. It, it, it's about guile. <laughs> that's, that's what I'd recommend. If you've been involved in any silent battles, um, I think that's what we'll call them, shall yeah, we? Silent like battles. That. You nice. know, when you're trying to get your own way but no one's mentioning it. Then give us a text on 8.12.15. Why not? I don't know why I made the big thing out of that. It's just, you know, it's a normal texting thing we do every week, but I made it yeah. into some, sort of like, you know, like, attention like, I to, like I had to persuade people. <laughs> if you I've don't got want to do it, don't do it. That's my attitude. You've got hundreds. Yeah, my whole life is one long, silent battle. And mine. Mm. With mortality, mine. <laughs> but it's very hard to describe it in the form of a text. I always find. <laughs> i tell you what I do. I hate that thing when uh, you think, when you get across the road, you see the traffic come, you think, I'm over, I'm over, and you go yes. quick, and you're across, and you look around the person you, with, you were with, hasn't come with you and you have to yeah, hang around yeah. waiting for them so your entire advantage has been lost why don't people <laughs> just you know we only have this this is Frank Skinner Absolute Radio that's America by um, Razor Light I wouldn't mind the razor light. I like the idea of having like a, one of those cutthroat razors with a small <laughs> headlight on it and actually shaving in the dark, but with very, very close detail from the bright little headlight. Or it could be razor-like. They all look like Ray Romano. Razor-like, like a look-alike business. Come on, Frank. Let's talk about pies. I'll get you fired up. Have you got a pencil and paper? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were talking about silent battles, which one experiences in everyday life. Hey, I've had a great uh, text in here, Frank. I was the victim of a silent armrest battle in the cinema at Leicester Square. Uh, neither myself or the man next to me were gaining much ground, but we were both thwarted when there was a brief nanosecond where the armrest was free and a Chinese chap behind us put his feet on it. Oh, we laughed. That can't <laughs> be right, can it? How would you get your feet on an armrest in front of... In the row in front. And they're not the tallest. I think you'll agree. <laughs> Maybe he had a prosthetic leg and took it off and put it on there. Well, that'd be worth doing. <laughs> I once sat in front of Paul McCartney and his wife at a premiere. No, oh, I'm, yeah. I don't think we've got time for this. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, um, <laughs> yes, I, I, like, I, like, um, I like the old armrest battle thing. I, well, I, I tend to give in nowadays. Do you? Yeah. I think it's a good thing to... As you, you're saying I don't want to be part of it. Mm. No, I'm very, very much part of do, it. Do you know what I like? Rather than silent battles, I like silent victories. Like, if I have an argument with my wife, and I know she likes lemonade, I'll just go into the kitchen. I won't win the argument, but I'll tighten the top on the lemonade and shake it so she can never open it again. Silent that's, that's victory. Just, you can that's say hor- silent victory, I say psychotic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's horrible, isn't it? It starts like that. <laughs> Soon it'll be rat poison in that lemonade. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a bit scary, isn't it? <laughs> Frank Skinner. It's Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and uh, I'm with Emily Dean. And Steve Williams is uh, kindly sitting in for the cockerel today, who's away at the Cambridge Folk Festival. In reasons for not doing the show, that comes pretty low down the league table to me. Sorry, I have to do the Cambridge Folk. He's not performing. (laughs) He's just walking about. He's just in a tent. Yeah. He's making dream catchers there. Yeah, I bet he is. Um, we had a text in Frank that, uh, which I quite like because it's about competitive partners and it says, Frank, my girlfriend puts the knives in the wooden knife block sharp edge down. I take them out and put them in sharp edge up to keep them sharp. 
this has been going on for five years. We never mention it. Eventually, I will be victorious. So if you think I sound psychopathic... <laughs> yeah. That's a good silent battle. I like that. I like that it's never been mentioned. Between yeah. a married couple. How <laughs> many things are left unsaid between a married couple? I've often thought that. Mm. I won't go any further into that anecdote. I don't think. Go on. 754, standing at an ATM... There are two ATMs, both are busy, so you stand in the middle as a one-person funnel queue. <laughs> yes. Do you know that, the funnel yeah. queue? Somebody else comes and ignores your funneling and stands beside you. They choose. Yes. Yeah. Competitive queuing. So I don't know. It happens in urinals, I have to say. I don't want to drag the, the tone down, but it does happen in urinals. I always think in, u- in urinal, I always tell by body language, mm. I can always tell who's going to finish first. <laughs> So I don't funnel queue. I, I, I latch myself on to the next finisher. I can see. I can see. Just no. their shoulders have relaxed. You know, you know, you think they're almost empty. <laughs> and I'm ready to go straight in. <laughs> see, Me and bank. Steve went to the toilet at the same time today, and Emily was quite uh, distressed. She didn't realise there was two cubicles behind that door. It just looked she a bit weird, we and Steve in. had a rucksack on his back. Do you think, well, it was um, like school again. We were going to play crossfires. <laughs> <laughs> That was the weirdest thing ever. There were two cubicles, but Frank still latched himself onto my back. That was the weirdest <laughs> bit of that. Yeah, but I like that. It's had a sort of a... Anyway. That Frank. Yes. Um, imagine my excitement and delight this week to read that Ed Miliband has had a bit of surgery. Oh, yes. <laughs> but not... not um, well, cosmetic. imagine my disappointment. Yeah. To discover it was actually to correct sleep, sleep apnea, I think it's called, mm. isn't it? Snoring. Posh word for snoring. Yes. Really. Sleep apnea, yeah. Yeah. Was it there? Was it to correct that? Or was it to correct that? <laughs> uh, I think you'll think you'll, uh, actually, uh, the British people, it's, it's to correct that. <laughs> it's that nose thing, isn't it? Do you think that's why you had it? Definitely, yeah. because uh, it is part, uh, impossible to become Prime Minister if you've got a bit of a weird voice. People don't like it. It makes them uneasy and they don't trust you. you That's why that. Pasquale will never be Prime Minister. <laughs> That's my prediction now and you can quote me on that. But I'll say to you, Winston Churchill, allegedly one of the greatest Britons ever, he had a funny voice. He always sounded like he was chewing about 15 wet marbles when he was talking. Yeah, but the thing is, Dan, I don't think they were... They didn't have to be so media-friendly no. in those days. You know, if you'd There's got... There's no spin or PR you know, element if, then. If you were part of the, you know, the Lord Blenheim's family or whatever yeah. he was, um, then I think you were, you were in. But now people have, they have to be pleasant to the ear. They would have had... Churchill would have been on the Atkins now. That's what they do now. Yeah, he would, yeah. Mm. Whereas Ed Miliband, Ed Miliband, there's so many things. His mouth, I don't, I'm not happy with his mouth. Just looking at him. <laughs> but he looks like both Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street, doesn't he? He's got that... What, in a blender? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, he's got the kind of mouth that you know he's going to get that white stuff in the corners. I understand. <laughs> oh, I know f- that white stuff. Yeah, Frank. when he does oh. a long speech, apparently when they when they cut to someone in the audience, he's actually being flossed. <laughs> they don't floss his teeth; they floss his lips. Because <laughs> I saw a thing. He had, you know, sometimes when it gets very bad with those people, I've seen it with the school teacher as well. They actually the white leaves the corners, gets brave, and goes centre stage, and you get a sort of a. It's like it's, it's like pulling apart a pizza. You get yeah, a yeah. string in the middle, the actual middle of the lip. You get a string as if it's trying to stop the mouth from opening too far. <laughs> I saw him do a speech once and during the interval two people came out with, with wire cutters. <laughs> it, it had strengthened to that extent. But these, he might well be a very bright and interesting man but if, with that voice no. he cannot be Prime Minister. 
They picked the wrong brother. I'm sorry. So they it's happened something. to me many a t- many a time. <laughs> yes, it happens. They um, they do something to his septum, don't they? I think that's again. It's idea. happened to me many a time. Yes, <laughs> yes that's what I know. That. Thank God for Daniela Westbrook. Without her <laughs> traumas, I wouldn't know what a septum was. Yeah, See, yeah. from every cloud, there comes the silver lining. Well, it is deviated septums, socialites, and boxes generally. Deviated septum. Deviated septum. Like yeah. A light rock group. It just gets worn down. It's inter- I discovered that, you, that... Did you know that the nostrils have got um, different names as well? Is that right? Your nostrils one, were it, everyone's nostrils. No, mine, are, mine, mine are called uh, Steve and Elwood. <laughs> the thing him and Kath have, let's not get No, there's a... The, if you look at someone's face on their left nostril, is called the organ. Then you've got the septum in the middle and then the octum on the right. Is that right? Because it's like August, September, October. That, that's how it... October. Well, October, yeah. Sorry, I've got something wrong with my... (laughs) He's got white bits in the corner of his mouth. Yeah, Yeah, so that's how they they name them. Oh, I love that fact. Yeah, but but why? Why why, why have different names? They're just nostrils. Left one, right one, isn't it? So when you go to your nose and throat, the doctor can write on report, you know, blockage in the the organ. And everybody knows where... Because left and right gets a bit complicated. Is it his left? Is it my left? What about ears? Ears have different names. I don't do ears. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's apparently. Um, I made that up. Oh, did oh, you? I really yeah. believe that. Oh, fact. I think we are too much the slaves of fact <laughs> <laughs> on this program, and Frank. sometimes lies are more interesting. You must have noticed that. Oh dear. Oh no, I've texted loads of people. Have you? <laughs> just with that fact, just to show off. There's only one thing. We need something now to clear our palate. I think from that deceit. Yeah. It's going to have to be the four. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, Resilent Battles 273. Um, my missus puts the, the toilet roll so the edge comes off against the wall. I turn it away every time I see it. Ten years no mention, Joe Sutton. Can I, say, can I say that I do exactly, we have exactly <laughs> the same thing. Really? Who would ever think that a toilet roll should turn towards the wall? Who would ever think that? You think it should come off the wall, right? Yeah, the, well, the bit that's the curtain, the yes. curtain of it, should be on the outside. <laughs> oh, Can no, s- I have it the other way. You it have it down the wall. Does Kathy do it the other way? Yeah, she does. It must be a male-female thing. Yes, I, li- I like it hidden. I like... So, so essentially, it's the, it's coming downwards against the wall. So you like descending Sheeta's backdrop. <laughs> I like it. Have you ever seen a yes. waterfall? <laughs> what does a waterfall do? It cascades outward. Right? Outward is what it does. An epaulette. Mm. The fringe of an epaulette, it cascades outward. An overbite, <laughs> cascades outward. You don't want it going towards the wall. I no, Kath and I are right. We've also had uh, we've also had one in from 131. Uh, Frank, I was offered surgery raising my septum. I said, sign us up. Oh, come on. Come oh on. you rascal. I was in there as well for a big surgery story. <laughs> Turned out to be, um, he, pulled the, um, he pulled the septimal... <laughs> Matt from under me. Over Septimus. Tell you what, I, what he could do. Uh, we're yeah. talking about Ed Miliband's um, kind of bonged-up voice. You know the thing that footballers do. They they put a big blob of um, Vic. Oh yeah. Or Vicks, I think they call it. Yeah. You know, Vicks vapor rub. They put a blob of that on the shirt centre of the shirt, and the vapor's constantly rising, keeps mm. their breathing good. He could he could do that. He could have a, like a tie on his tie <laughs> and a big... Bl- See, it's interesting. I've always... We always called that stuff Vic in my house. Rub mm. some Vic on your chest. 
But apparently it's Vix. I've always said Vix. Yeah, see, we always we always uh, singularised it. How strange. Mm. Well, I knew two Vicks, so it was both of theirs. Do you know what the slogan is for... Uh, I'd love to know if you know Vic. it. I bet uh, this is their, their modern-day slogan. It's take some weight off your head. <laughs> is that right? Is that a good slogan? <laughs> oh, I thought that was my hairpiece slogan. <laughs> no, it's, so, it's weird. I it made me think of Janine from EastEnders, <laughs> who used to have an incredibly moon-shaped, the most moon-shaped face on, on television. And now it's kind of, I suppose, uh, she's slim so much, even her head has got a little bit thinner than it used to be. <laughs> and it's as if her moon has slightly waned. <laughs> She's become a sort of. Uh, she could. She if she if, if things got out of control on her eating front, mm. she she could have a, a, the appearance of a crescent, <laughs> just like an arched, thin, bony side face. Uh, Janine could end up with, which would fit in, I think, with a with a villainous persona mm. on the program. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, are you going on your picnic then? Yeah, well, like, listen. I, oh, yeah, people, the picnic. Now, people oh, listening at home. I've, I've been in a, a big sort of uh, Ferrara this week. Uh, I'm good. I've been invited to a picnic at uh, Hatton, Hatton, Hatfield Forest tomorrow. Oh, not in Wales, then? No. Do you live in Wales, I do then? stuff outside Wales, Frank. You know. No, I know that. Well, here you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I, I live in London. I live in London. Oh, OK. So I'm going Congratulations. to... Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've gone up in the world. Um, I'm going to Hatfield Forest tomorrow, which is at the end of Runway 1 of uh, Stansted Airport. Room 101? The end of... <laughs> <laughs> it's in Room It should be in Room 101. Frank only speaks in TV shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, OK. Um, so I'm going there. It's a picnic, and people have been... It's sort of slightly middle class, which is uh, not my kind of thing. And oh, people lovely. Said, yeah, well, I knew you'd like it. And well, a working to... class picnic tends to be homelessness. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Well, it sounds lovely. I love a picnic. I haven't been on a picnic for ages. Well, this is... You you would, Frank, but then people have said, we've got to make different stuff. And I've been asked to make dessert, which I'm... You know, I'm not up for it, because in this modern world, we've become too competitive with food. It's like, you you give food, it's like, uh, this is what I am. It's like when people stay at my house, my wife starts buying uh, croissants and pan au chocolat, and we never eat that stuff normally, just so guests think they're waking up in La Rochelle. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, I, I'm not up for it. La Rochelle suit, more like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, so you're making some food. Yeah, what do, what do I do, Frank? Do I buy stuff and bash it up so it looks like, uh, but then I'd just feel if I did that, I'd look like an alcoholic who's out in it. Yeah. <laughs> or do I, do I make stuff? Well, I don't what know. Have, have, do you have, um, have they given you a list of what you're D- what Dessert. You're doing? Oh, you're doing dessert? Yeah. Well, that's easy, isn't it? Is How? it? Well, that's, what are you going to go for? I think it's the easiest of the courses, I've always Oh, no, thought. be careful. You don't want to be dishing out blamages on that tartan rug. There you go. That's, Would it be a tartan rug? Oh, I'm thinking gingham. Oh, for a, oh fine. For a, for a picnic, you want a gingham <laughs> tablecloth on the floor, don't you? Bad news, it's tartan. Is yeah. it tartan? It's tartan. Mm. Okay. So what are you thinking <laughs> at the moment? Any... I was thinking of putting two trifles together in a Tupperware box so it looks like it's been smashed a bit around the car. But the trifle makers are clever because the bowls they always make them in the supermarket are triangular. They go downwards and inwards. Mm. They gather at the bottom. So you can never put two together. Don't go trifle. But Laurel and Hardy sketch, love. No, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, that was a classic. Make some... I, actually, you could um, take a leaf out of my Auntie Doreen's book and go <laughs> smart is in custard. Perhaps... <laughs> 
Perhaps the easiest of the desserts. Bit <laughs> <laughs> one could argue. Smartest in custard. I'm serious. I'm up for that. It's the clown yeah. style. Because if I, this is because it's a bit of a, a bit of a middle class, sophisticated dinner. If it's a late night meal, candlelight, you could go for minstrels. <laughs> <laughs> But what I like about Smarties is as they move across... This is absolutely true. Those of you who've had Smarties in mm. custard will know. As they move through the custard, just by this general stirring, you know, that some of them will, will skim across the uh, uh, the actual skin of it. Oh. But they leave us the lovely, colourful um, smears. Trail. I know lovely and smears in the same <laughs> sentence. You don't often hear, but stick with me. <laughs> lovely... Yeah, so if you can't afford uh, fireworks... <laughs> Smarties. It's a fabulous substitute. <laughs> See, if I find if there's no room on the armrest, I'll often put an elbow in each breast pocket. <laughs> Just to relax. Can't do that this week. I've done... Uh, I've got a uh, neck, neck shoulder, I'm calling it. Started oh. neck shoulder. It's going right down the arm now. I feel it in the hand. What's it, happened, Frank? What happened is I picked up an injury in... Um, it's, it's not a dynamic fashion. I was rolling <laughs> over in bed. Oh, rolling in the deep. And, uh, yeah, and I, as I rolled, I felt it go. I rolled... Um, Quite, it was a violent roll, more violent than I normally roll over. Well, where See, was, was Kath collateral damage in this? Or? She, no, she, she's very, she sleeps as far away from me as one can sleep <laughs> from someone in the same bed. <laughs> if it wasn't for that piping around the edge of the mattress, she'd be on the floor. <laughs> she's basically in the guttering of the mattress, as I used to call it in my <laughs> drinking days. Anyway, I, um, I turned, and uh, you know, often when you turn in your sleep, and it's a whole mystery to me, the turning in the sleep. I mean, do, I always slightly wake up and then roll over and go back to sleep. Do you know that mm. feeling? Yes. Is that the only rolling we do, or do we roll actually in our sleep? Well, I don't know, because <coughs> I, I roll an extraordinary amount. Do you? Oh, an ex-boyfriend, he used to call me the tumble dryer. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not I'm leaving it there. Uh, <laughs> no, Frank. Was the door always open? <laughs> uh, how many times would you say you rolled in a night? Oh, I mean, over 20. What? Mm. I think women do roll a lot. My, like my missus, she rolls a lot. She's like, oh, my missus. It's just like the lightly lads <laughs> in there. <laughs> she rolls more than you, you think? Oh, yeah. She, like, she like cogs up all the duvet. It all, like, coils around her. Like yeah, a... but you've probably got on a rotisserie, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> She coils up the um, duvet. It's all wrapped around her. She's like in a little, like, pupa. And the bit I... that's hanging down, is it hanging down at the front of her <laughs> or is it hanging down against the mattress? Female style. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was a toilet roll conversation we had a little yes. earlier. Well, I... Now, this particular... I was aware of... What I did is I woke up and I thought, I'm going over. But my head sort of led it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's like my head rolled over and then... And I went quite staccato. It was, it was, there was, a, there was a, a hint, a hint of robotics. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I did the jerk and, oh, I felt the pain. Oh, fine. Because I used to, when I roll when I'm, this is, I, this is something I've never told any other member of the human race. But when I'm in bed and uh, I'm awake and I roll over, I often um, imagine, I fantasise that I'm receiving a through ball in a big football match. <laughs> And I sort of take it on the turn in order, you know, if, you know, if you're being man-to-man mark, the turn can be everything as for getting past the defender. And I'll do a bit of, uh, I'll do a bit, oh, it's a fantastic turn by, I did a bit of commentary in my head. Mm. So I'll receive the, the imaginary ball and then, and then lead with the hip and I'm round and I'm past him in bed. 
so, so what was the extent of the injuries then? You just, your shoulder, your neck? It's prop, yeah. It, I mean, it properly, uh, it, it hurts. And, it uh, I, I'm, I'm on the ibuprofen. Is it ibuprofen? Really? What, I'm on that. Yeah, I'm on that. You see? And, oh, I'll get you something stronger, darling. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what will that be? <laughs> She's so a you can get a stronger ibuprofen. If, it's I, if I was a ventriloquist, I'd, I'd be off work this week. Let's put it that way. <laughs> because the right, the right arm is... Well, it's, it's it's surely a ventriloquist could go left-handed. South what, Why do we have to roll over at all, though? Well, you've got to move in your sleep. You can't just stay still, can you? Why not? It's, what is it, eight hours? Why not? Oh, that's a long time to without moving. Well, I'm, I'm a little ball of energy. I need to be moving around. I imagine that when I, if I'm lying for like two or three hours, all my organs have all settled <laughs> at the bottom of me. Do you know what I mean? Next to the mattress. You know the way muesli. That is sometimes disgusting. When you buy muesli in the packet, you think, hold <laughs> on, this is half. You have to shake it up a bit because it's settled. I think my innards settle in the night. each other. So I have to keep turning, turning over to, to get them back into uh, <laughs> position. Then the, uh, it's, it's a, if you can imagine a sort of a major organs and intestine <laughs> uh, egg timer, <laughs> that's what I'm like. So by well, the time all my organs have gone to the bottom, I have to turn round again. I'm like a very old-fashioned uh, chess clock <laughs> in, that, in that respect. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. What about if Ed Miliband um, claimed to be mute and did all his speeches in hand thing? He could be a very successful politician. He yes, well, because then he gets sympathy votes. Semaphore. Well, nobody, as long as nobody heard that, oh, oh, it'd be all right. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit like a goose. <laughs> Frank, um, I've got a bit of a mea culpa moment here. I've done, I did a bad thing this week. Oh, yeah. Mm. Very quickly, I saw uh, a woman, hadn't seen for ages, lovely woman, walking towards... She was getting into a lift and I was coming out. Okay. Didn't oh. have time for a long chat. She just said, um, I said, how are you? She said, fine. I said, oh, great. Did that girly thing, ah, screaming when you see each other. Then she said, yeah, I've got number two on the way. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> and I think I meant to say, oh, wow, or oh, no way. But then the lift doors closed and she just looked horrified. I went, oh, no. <laughs> Oh dear! I mean, yeah. If somebody said to me, "I've got number two on the way," I wouldn't think pregnancy. <laughs> I have to say, but then again, I wouldn't say, "Oh no," <laughs> be a strange. Oh no! It was oh, awful. Oh dear! So, I think I meant to say, "Oh no way," or "Oh wow. okay." Yeah. It just all went wrong. But it was a terrible social climate. <laughs> I like it though. So I'm I had pregnant. A social... Oh no! <laughs> Are you? Why? Of course, I did reveal my true feelings, but that's another story. Look, I think when a woman's pregnant and tells you that. You have to respond like when you go and Positively. see a comedian after a show. <laughs> yeah. You can only say absolutely brilliant. Anything else you say is going to be in trouble. You can't say, oh, it's funny you should mention that. I read this thing in The Lancet. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> All they want is, is, a, is a, a celebration. Um, if you've dropped any terrible social faux pas this week, like being negative about someone's pregnancy, <laughs> give us, a, give us a, a, a text. We only have this excerpt. This is Frank Skinner. You see, that was uh, Coldplay with Every Teardrop is a Waterfall. Coldplay, we've gone up in my estimation this week because uh, our colleague Ben Jones left, of course, this mm. week, you know, who I normally hand over to at the end of the show. And uh, he was sent by Chris Martin, he was sent a signed guitar. That's, That's nice. Amazing. That's a How lovely. Mm. That is nice. If you're interested in that, I think it's uh, 11 days, 9 hours, <laughs> 23 minutes still to go on that one. <laughs> 
I don't know what it's at at the moment, but have, have a look. Thanks. Have a look. Um, I um, did you see that um, Jordan is uh, well? Two Jordan stories struck me this week. One is that she had a, attempted the biggest ever book signing. Yes. Ever, yes. ever, ever. Yes. I mean, it, people turning up, I presume she means. Which is a great idea, isn't it? Jordan book signing. Because then at least you know she wrote part of it. Are you suggesting... Frank, she says it herself. She's Does a, she? She's a ghost authoress. She doesn't write any of her books. Is she upfront about that? She's famous for saying, I choose the cover, I choose the title, and then I pick a, a dress to match. That's what she's famous for saying, for the book launch. To the tune of, I write the songs <laughs> that make the whole world sing. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm at the same publisher... As um, oh. as Jordan, there's right. a brag for you. Isn't it? That's yeah. like saying I go to the same hairdressers as the Top Gear boys, <laughs> <laughs> with photos of you around the corner of the mirror. Yeah. No, but when I get there, to the, when I was in the publishers this week, actually, and um, I have to say that Jordan gets a lot more space there than I do because she's a bit, she's a proper big. Oh, she se- she sells well. She yeah. is. Mm. But do the people who buy Jordan's novels? Mm. We're talking the oh, novels. You say, you say people. Yeah. No, but do they do they think that Jordan has written that novel? Is that do they believe that? I think they're just buying the brand. I think they're buying the book in the way that they'd buy a perfume or something. It's just because they're buying <laughs> fragrance. <laughs> yeah. No, but they they want to buy into the lifestyle. Do they throw it up in the air and walk through it? <laughs> I suspect so. I yeah. love it when That's women actually... do that with perfume. You know that yeah. they yeah. used to do it on the wrist in my in my mum's day, but yeah. no, it's into the air and walk through it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, I, 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 it's interesting, because I see her as a sort of Dick Francis figure, Jordan. She's got that combination of equestrianism and literature. <laughs> I can't think of anyone else who's really carried that off. <laughs> now you're telling me she doesn't even uh, do it. No. I did, uh, can I say incidentally, speaking of my publishers, I recorded the, um, the audio book of uh, my new book this week. I don't know really? about the new book. Do you? I, I don't, you won't want I don't to talk plug, about it on I it. don't plug product on this show. It's, oh. uh, this show is sacred to me. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I... Um, I had to record the audio book, and I looked up on uh, on eBay um, audio books just to see what was around, you know. Yeah. And, and this one, the advert for the audio book section, it said, "Audio books, the perfect way to enjoy literature without reading." <laughs> 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 and reading is annoying, isn't it? <laughs> Doesn't it get on your nerves, reading? <laughs> I love audio books. Audio books are brilliant because if you if you went like when you read like Frank Skinner was in his driveway, it was a cold November night. If you answer in all the gaps, it feels like your mates. You just say, "Really, Frank? What happened then?" I looked around. A bin had been knocked over by a cat. A cat, you say? Yes, a ginger tabby. And it feels like your mates for Frank well, that's, Skinner. That's a kind of a red button audio book <laughs> you've got there. I, I haven't. I didn't plan an What's interactive. This need for noise all the time. Just read the book. <laughs> Talk in the gaps. See if you listen to a whole book on an audio book and someone says oh have you read that book blah 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 is it alright to say yes no or do you have yes. to no. say well I've listened yes, to that is. book no you haven't read it yes. reading's a very different experience to someone telling yeah, you when someone says when someone says have you read that book they're not asking you about the actual mechanics of reading it are they no that yes because that's different to do you know the story no. That's like sit watching the film and saying you've no, read the book. No, but there's a difference between Cole's notes. I mean, re- hearing the whole story. We've gone re- very Radio 4 and we I have, quite like it. Have, have, at least we haven't gone 5 Live, the station <laughs> I hate most <laughs> in all the world. Oh, the poor man's radio. The sportsman's <laughs> Radio 4. <laughs> 5 Live. But if they paid you in pies, you'd go on there. I wouldn't go on there if they paid me in 
In black, di- in black diamond facials, which I'm you're about to have now. You're going to have a black diamond facial? Yeah, I'll report back next week. Oh Actual my God, you'll stink diamond. a lager afterwards. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what a black diamond facial is, but uh, we'll leave it. I once offered... Have I got time to say this? Very. No, I haven't got time to say it. Vicky Blight's banging on the door. <laughs> Let her out, will you? <laughs> Vicky Blight is next, because Ben Jones isn't. Ben Jones is sitting watching eBay like a hawk. See <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's going. Uh, you, you can download the uh, Not The Weekend podcast on, on Wednesday, and um, please do, because, God, our figures are going through the ceiling. <laughs> Loving it. Um, Vicky Blight is next, and we love Vicky. I'm tempted to sing, take me back to dear old Blight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, End of line. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, Frank, Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.